Welcome back to the 3 and D pod. We took a long, long, long break. We were sipping on some coffee, opening up some presents, mm-hmm. going to different states. Well, not me, but Wayne was. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, Wizzy Wayne. Yeah. Joining me live. I'm, uh, I think I can, I think I can roll with Drizzy Drew. Drizzy Drew? Even though I've already been made fun of for it. But <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, rock with it. I'll rock with it. Hey, we got a lot to talk about this week. We could talk about everything that we've missed up to this point, but we're really going to focus on this week, and we're just going to get the ball rolling on 2020. I'm excited for this year. We got a lot of good stuff planned. So you ready to roll, Wayne? Dude, I've been ready to roll. Let's get it. Let's go. First things first, a team we don't talk about much, but that we're going to talk about today is the Cleveland Cavaliers, the ones that don't have LeBron James or Kyrie Irving on it, Mm -hmm. and are pretty much at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the league in regards to their record and just overall recognition. But in the past two weeks, they've gotten a lot of headlines um, but not necessarily for for things that you want to be in the news for. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're here to talk about it now. So the first thing we want to talk about is, in my opinion, was something that was very comedic almost for me to look at um, when I saw this Adrian Wojnarowski tweet. And I was telling Wayne this earlier, but usually when you see a Woj tweet, it's something kind of even kill, you know, so-and-so has been traded to this team for whatever. And just like he states the facts when he quoted this, I just thought it was kind of funny. So <laughs> anyways, I'm going to read you the spill it. I'm, I'm going to read you the quote. This is from coach, uh, from coach Beeline of the Cavaliers. Uh, Woj is quoting him. He says, after stunning players in a film session with a verbal suggestion that they were no longer playing quote, Like a bunch of thugs, T-H, thugs, Cavaliers coach John Beeline reached out individually to players tonight to insist he meant to use the word slugs, S-L, slugs. Okay? All right. And then Adrian follows up. Beeline says, I didn't realize I had said the word thugs, but my staff told me later I did, and so I must have said it. It just sounds ridiculous, me even saying this right now. Yeah, I, I meant to say slugs, as in slow moving. We weren't playing hard before. Now we were, n- now we were playing harder. That's what I was trying to say. I meant it as a compliment. A lot to unpack here, Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you had some thoughts on this. Um, Number one, this just goes to show you what the NBA has turned into. Like it's turned into this, like a. Uh, I don't know it's sensitive. I guess sensitive could be the word. Um, but just like a like a softer league than when it was before, you know? Before you had the hard hitters, you had the the grit, the grind, and now you just got people who just, you know, they ain't here they ain't about that action. And so I'm not saying that the players or the coach or whoever is, you know, re- reporting about this is soft. What I am saying though is like I just don't find much about what he said. And and here's why. Because I I have if you guys don't know, I'm black, and so, <gasps> shocker, 
looked at my skin this morning and I was like, oh, god dang. Anyway. I'm also <laughs> black. Uh, we, we knew that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm. You don't want to look at me. You'll need sunglasses. I'm white. Blanco. Anyway, um, so moving on. Uh, in my opinion, there's two things. One, he said it was like a slip of the tongue kind of thing, and so I was like, well, if it was a slip of the tongue, and you're talking too fast, you're talking to your players, you're talking too fast or whatever, and you just happen to say the word thugs instead of slugs. Sometimes for me, that's a look at what's really inside when you slip the tongue like that, because that's not what you wanted to say, but that's what you're feeling inside. And so part of me was like, he might be feeling some type of way about his team right now. Wanting to, he wanted to call them thugs, but he you know, thought he said slugs or whatever. Or he said thugs, and he was trying to recover, yeah. and he actually said slugs. Yeah, talking too fast, slip of the tongue. And so sometimes when I'm like, you slip the tongue like that, that's just you know showing your inner feelings. They're just coming out. Like some people, you know, they say whenever you have too much to drink and you start doing weird things, whatever's coming out of you. he drank before this meeting? He could have. <laughs> Boy, on that yak, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could have just been one of those moments where you just slipped the tongue and I was like, you know what, that's, you know what, whatever's going on with you, that's on you. Second, I went back and watched some highlights and stuff of like the Cavs and I guess what he was referring to. They weren't really playing like thugs. They were legit playing like slugs, like legitimately. Because people slow. use the term sluggish. Yeah, they they can use it in basketball, football, baseball. You could use that term in any of those sports, but especially basketball because it's such yeah. a high paced game. We hear that term a lot. Yeah, I was seeing them go like, you know, just mishandling the ball, not getting back on defense. You know, letting the other team have easy fast breaks not even putting up a fight on defense. Like, they were literally moving slow. And so I, I guess I could understand that he was trying to say slugs and thugs just happened to come up. But on the other hand, I'm like, you said thugs. That's what's on your heart, because <laughs> go ahead and let that thing fly. Okay, but but I had a question, because you said it yourself. You A team can look like they're playing sluggish or look like slugs. Mm -hmm. My big question is, what would a basketball team look like if they were playing like thugs? <laughs> All right, bro, <laughs> throwing hands <laughs> every five minutes. That's what the, that's what we're doing out here. Which we have a similar story to that coming up pretty yes. soon. Um, but, yeah, that was my big question was, like, how do you actually look like you're a thug playing basketball? Like, Are you I just, like, talking, like, talking back to your coaches, talking back to the refs, like, um, dominating the basketball, not sharing yeah. with your teammates? Like, <laughs> that's the one thing I thought of. So, I don't know. I it, It's not really uh, for up to us for us to, I guess, determine what he actually meant. But the story is what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, slugs versus thugs. Yeah. I mean, um, it is what it is, dog. Your choice. <laughs> what are you going to be today? I'm going to be a slug. <laughs> for sure. I don't think I want to be either one, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Um, that kind of leads in also to the the drama involving K-Love. Kevin Love in this in these past two weeks, if you guys haven't heard, he's just been a part a part of a lot of headlines recently. Um, just with his, if he's content with the team or not. Um, there's a series of events that have happened, but it started with this kind of almost like cryptic Instagram post where he posted a picture of the Joker, the the most recent movie of the Joker, of mm -hmm. him like holding up his own smile, and then he just captioned it "mood," which is weird because 
you had all these other players like LeBron commenting on it with like, you know, the laughing emoji and all that. And I don't really know what to make of it. I I don't know if it was like, I'm going after this team or I'm getting my way out of here. Or like, we know Kevin Love struggles with like depression and other, you know, anxiety and stuff. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. is this serious? Like, what do I make of this? Shortly after that, he gets into an altercation with the GM, Kobe Altman. Um, they had an exchange after a shoot-around where Kevin Love was saying, there's no feel on this team, there's nothing really happening here. And then uh, one of the games, shortly after that, they're facing OKC. And on the court, you could see Kevin Love was <laughs> <laughs> he was visi- visibly frustrated. So funny, man. It, the, the clock's winding down to end the second quarter. Kevin Love has Chris Paul on him. And I I think Kevin Love kind of followed up with this and was saying the reason I was frustrated was because Chris Paul was on me. I had a mismatch and they were asking me to come and set a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I guess with his uh status as a player in this league, he knows that he could back down Chris Paul, get them a bucket real quick. Anyways, that didn't happen. So he gets frustrated. He walks towards Colin Sexton, who's dribbling down the clock. And he claps his hands, gives him the ball, and he chunks it towards <laughs> Seti Osman. And Seti Osman has to throw up a three real quick because it's the end of the shot clock. And you could just see the body language from Kevin Love just looking horrible. Uh, and then there's rumors that he might want to go to Portland and this and that. It's just a big, giant mess over there in Cleveland. But what do you what do you think about what's going on with, with Kevin Love right now? First of all, this was funny to me, man. I saw that for the first time, the whole altercation with the the pass to CD Osman and then throwing up the shot. And I was just like, this is hilarious. This man literally looks like he does not want to be here anymore. Like he he wants to get out on the first plane, just go take me anywhere. I'll buy the ticket. I don't care. Just take me anywhere. But I'll go to Canada, man. And what Toronto. I was telling you what was funny is that if Seti Osman would have made that shot, Kevin Love would have gotten an assist. Yeah. And basically that would have been the purest example of getting rewarded for your bad behavior. Yes. Which is not a thing. I would use that at work because <laughs> I work with behavioral kids. I would be yeah. like, this is what we don't want, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know Kevin Love got rewarded for his bad behavior, but I'm telling you now, he is not the example. Yes. Just trust me. You will not get rewarded for your behavior. Do you do understand? You, do you want to see Kevin Love out of Cleveland? I do. And not just because I'm a Spurs fan, but I want to see him out. I want to see Kevin Love on a team where he's happy. Because when he's happy and he wants to play, dude can ball. I mean, he's balling over in Cleveland right now, but when he's when he wants to be there, dude can give you a smooth 25 and like 12 if you wanted to. He needs to be like the third guy on the team, like yeah. just to kind of know his role, but be a part of like a competitive team. That's um, what he was with Kyrie and LeBron. He was the third guy. Sure. He and he wasn't amazing there, but they won a championship. Yeah. Right? Um, he does have a very hefty contract attached to his name right now. I know mm-hmm. he signed that maybe Two summers ago, he got the bag while he could. Even when Kyrie and LeBron left, he signed up for that. He knew what he was signing up for. Yeah. And it wasn't winning basketball. So whatever team takes him on, if the Cavs decide to move on from him, are going, we're taking on this giant contract uh, with you as well. So um, maybe it is Cleveland, um, but I'm sure there I'm sure there are teams that would be willing to move for him, but I just don't know how much you want to – take on his contract as well that's that's the only thing i see for him but uh good luck k love hope you uh have a genuine smile and not just the joker forcing smile hope you're okay man yeah i really do hope he's okay that dude ah never mind get yourself in check
Okay, moving on. We have um, not a ton of things to talk about in regards to All-Star, but we do know that the All-Star weekend is happening in February. I wonder if me, you, and Hez are going to get up like we we usually do uh, every year just to kind of watch. Did we watch the All-Star game together last year? I don't think we did. That was like the first time in like three years that we... We need to bring that back. We need to bring it back. I just remember that one time we were here watching Levine versus Gordon, the the first go-round, yeah. and it was probably the best dunk contest, three-point contest we had ever seen. It was, it was dope. It w- I'm hoping for something similar this year. We'll see. Um, in regards to that, for the dunk contest, they've kind of made their invitations to players ar- around the league. And just to mention a few to you guys, this is one you wouldn't expect, but Dwight Howard... Superman has been invited to the dunk contest, um, which is funny because he was asked about this after a game, a game too, and I think it's Shams Sharania reported it that he was accepting the position to to go be a part of his second dunk contest. And Dwight goes, "I don't know where you guys are hearing this. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't." I'm like, "Come on, Dwight, just we ain't dumb. We know. Look, this is a redemption year for you." You know this would be fun for you. Just go play, you know, make some parody with it. So Dwight is accept uh is accepting that. They've made an invitation to John Morant, who I would love to see in there the after bunnies. he almost destroyed the previous player we talked about, Kevin Love, almost destroyed his whole career mm-hmm. with an attempted dunk a few weeks ago. He would be a lot of fun to watch. He even had some great college dunks too. So I mean he's got a yeah. reputation already. Uh, Zach Levine, interesting one here. Apparently, Zach Levine would be more comfortable accepting um, accepting being a part of the dunk contest if he was also an all-star. Mm-hmm. Which, AKA subtweeting. Subtweeting. It, it's kind of like he's playing chess here, yeah. I feel like. Because the way I look at it is... You know, Zach Levine probably, I don't know, what do we rank him on dunkers around the NBA? Is he like number one, number two, number three? I'd give him top three dunkers. For sure, number three. So you want to see a guy like that in the dunk contest. Yeah. So if he comes out and says, I'm probably more likely to do it if I'm an all-star, what do you think people are going to do? Vote, give vote, him vote, all-star vote. votes so yep. they can see in the dunk in the dunk contest, which is, I don't know, it's a little bit like... You know, you're just kind of cheating your way through, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because he's putting up points, but he's on a bad team. He's on the Bulls. Um, but hey, whatever, whatever works for you, man. Hey, whatever floats your boat, dog. Hey, if people look back, you know, 15 years from now, I don't think they're gonna say, "Well, I heard he, you know, kind of tried to make his way through by telling people he'd be a part of the dunk contest." So his All Star, you know, getting in isn't really. No, everybody's <laughs> only gonna see the fact that you were an All Star. So hey, yeah. more power to you. And then Derek Jones Jr. That boy, he is can get up. He's in the top three for sure. He, he is has to baptizing be. people for a living. He doesn't <laughs> play basketball. He baptizes people. I feel like you, you remember the uh, the basketball program that they would televise every now and then, where it was like jumping on trampolines, the uh, slam ball, slam ball. Yeah, I feel like he is slam ball <laughs> without the trampoline. He got his own trampolines in the paint. <laughs> All he does is just boing, yeah. Bah. So I I don't know I think it's usually four participants but I heard they're looking at maybe doing six participants this year I don't know that to be true but um, those are some some candidates. Quick question before we move sure. on, because I saw a video of 
the man, the myth, the legend, Zion Williamson, dunking, and his knees looking looking okay. I mean, literally the gumbo's not around, getting to him yet. Not yet. It will. Bourbon Street finna hit him hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about this. What if he made his appearance at All Star Weekend in the dunk contest? And he just like, you know what? I'm back. And then from that point on, just ran with the that Pelicans. That would be dope. Because that 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 was actually what I was going to ask you was, could you see anybody else being a part of this? Um, he's one guy. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anybody else off the top of my head, but that that would be a fun lineup of people, especially. John Zion being in there, the number one and the number two. Yeah. That would be sweet. Also, with Zach Levine, if he gets in, would you bring in Aaron Gordon? Oh, for sure. Okay. Because they did it the first time, and it was amazing. They did it a second time. It was a dud. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that if they do it a third time, like this is the last and final time them two, they'll face each other. Yeah. I want it to be a show. But, you know, something I was thinking about, too, was have we kind of come – to an end on like being surprised in the dunk contest okay with nba players yes i feel like we're at the end of what they're gonna allow themselves to do mainly because they don't want to get hurt they don't want to do too much nowadays like before they go all out do whatever but i think we're reaching a point where dunks are kind of getting repetitive but there are dudes out there who are like professional dunkers and I say, we'll just scrap the dunk contest with the NBA players and put those guys in the dunk contest because they do ridiculous stuff. Right, I because mean, most of these guys that want to make it to the NBA, they're not trying to make it to the dunk contest. They're trying to be an NBA player. So their game is not crafted around trying to figure out the best dunk they can do. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm not surprised anymore when I see dunks. It's like, yeah. That's probably been done before. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I know he's got hops and he jumped really high. It's almost like we're, we've are we seen it so much that we're almost numb to it now. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I feel like it would be more fun if you were in person, like on the floor seeing those things. Oh, that would man. be much crazier. But we don't have that luxury. So um, I don't know. Maybe they have to think in the next few years of maybe bringing, bringing in guys outside of the NBA to kind of – enhance the experience i know they're always looking at ways to um bring something new to all-star weekend so so maybe that's what it is the ballots came in for the actual all-stars and we had some pretty so when i saw these wayne i thought of a few years ago when zaza Pachulia was in the top 10 of all-star ballots bro forget zaza man i still don't like him <laughs> hurt spurs fan over here but yes but he had the whole country of Turkey on his side. <laughs> and really so he did, was dude. legitimately in the top 10 of votes. And I was like, gosh, please don't let this happen. I don't want to see him in the All-Star game. And he and he didn't, but we have something similar. In the first ballot of the All-Star votes coming in, which, mind you, these are only the fan votes, so there's a reason these are so ridiculous. But in the top 10 of guards... In the West, we had Alex Caruso, who is like the meme of the NBA. Yeah. He's not an all-star. No. But he was there. <laughs> he was there. He's not a bad player. I saw He's Danny, just not an all-star. Danny Green is putting up better numbers than him. Sure. And Danny Green is not an all-star in my book. No. But, again, these are fan votes. This is like Twitter voting. So, yeah, of course, he's going to be there. And then Taco Fall in the East for, for front court was in the top ten, who has yeah. played like – 
11 minutes in the actual NBA, not the G League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But I thought we should mention that because you know what? It's they're they're up there and um they're not going to make it because the coaches <laughs> and the actual players are not going to vote those guys in. So Wayne, I'm going to list off the second returns from the All-Star fan votes to you. Uh, you can you can kind of give me your thoughts, but I'm going to roll through them real quick. In the West, in the front court, we have 10 players. LeBron James at one, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, Kat, Kristaps, Carmelo, Brandon Ingram, and Dwight Howard. Hey, Melo's up there. Yes, sir. And Dwight. <laughs> yes, sir. And then the guards in the West, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, Russell Westbrook, Alex Caruso, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, D'Angelo Russell, and Ja Morant. Yes, you heard that right. Alex Caruso is at six with actual NBA players, four of them underneath him. Anyways, moving on. In the East. Did you say Steph Curry? I did. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. Front court for the East. Giannis, Joel, Pascal, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Taco Fall, Bam Adebayo, Gordon Hayward, DeMontis Sabonis, and Andre Drummond. In the guards area of the East, we have Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, Kimball Walker, Derek Rose, Zach Levine, Kyle Lowry, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, and Freddie Van Fleet. Van Fleety, eat your Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, champ. Yes, sir. Um, th- so in the West, Wayne, I actually made, like I submitted an all-star vote, which I maybe do once a year. I'm not crazy about it. Um, Because I'm like, I'm one guy, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Most of us are, we're going to see the guys we want. Mm -hmm. But I put in for the front court, because for the starters, they have three front court and two guards, the top two guards and the top three in the front court to make up the starting five. All right. So I voted LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi, and those are the top three right now. And I voted Luka and James Harden as the top two guards, and they're in. So I don't really have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any problem with that starting five in the West? No. Yeah. No, I'm good. The only problem I see is, and this is something that I guess they don't really have to fix this, but guys who are injured. Yeah. Like Steph Curry. Like Kyrie. Like Kyrie. Like maybe Kristaps is, he's injured right now. It's usually next man up, though, because we saw this from, this is why D'Angelo Russell became an all star with Brooklyn last year because Oladipo was hurt. So I don't really think this is something they have to fix, but these are fan votes, so the most popular players are going to get in. That's why Steph Curry is at number four with guards, even though he's still injured. Mm -hmm. Same thing for Kyrie Irving. Um, Kyrie Irving made some comments in this past week how he had a bad shoulder, he might have to get surgery, and then this week he said, yeah, I might be back at practice this week. Yeah. I'm like, wait. Wait, what? And I then don't, he, I then don't he commented on the All-Star, and he was like, do you feel bad that you know Spencer Dinwiddie is barely getting any votes and he's been playing well for y'all, but you're all the way up there and you've been injured? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I could see what you're saying, but also, you know, it's All-Star weekend. I would want to see me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I guess you can <laughs> say that. You're a champ. You're an All-Star, so I get it. But nah, Trey Young... Number one in guards in the East. Because he's a bucket. He's also on the worst team in the NBA. Do you have any problem with that? I don't really have any issue with that because even though his team's not winning, 
he's still putting up numbers. He's still out there doing whatever he can to get them dubs. And so I don't have an issue with, yeah, your team may be garbage, but as long as you're putting up, like you're trying to be an all-star caliber player, put them in. Yeah, for sure. So uh, get your votes in, people. Vote for your peoples. Vote for your pe- Have you gotten your vote in? You need to submit yours, Wayne. I do need to submit my votes. Uh, just don't vote for like Taco Fall and Alex I'm, Caruso. I'm definitely voting. It's like the meme team. I'm voting for Alexi Shabbat. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the NBA anymore. I will write his name in. <laughs> Alexi Shved, man. All right, moving on. Ooh, Career wow. highs this week. Uh, Nikola Jokic dropped 47 on the Hawks. Um, yeah, he's he's been improving his play a lot in the past few weeks. He was yeah. off to a real slow start. Big Honey was moving like molasses, mm-hmm. and now he's uh, starting to pick things up a little bit. So that's working in favor uh, of the Nuggets. He also got a really good win over the Mavs this week where he made the game winner over... Uh, I think it was. I think I did see that. I can't remember yeah. which player it was over, but he basically backed him down, bullied him, and just casually got the game winner. Because he can do that. He can do like, that. It's ridiculous. Nuggets have to make a move, though. Yeah. Because right now, they're a good team, but with their roster, I don't see them going, yeah, we want to win a championship. They have a bunch of great players. Mm-hmm. So you can make a great trade. So maybe you need to go get a guy like Drew Holiday. Or maybe you need to get a guy like Kevin Love or whoever. I was just thinking Kevin Love, he might be inclined to go join him. He might. I don't know. But anyways, uh, props to Jokic this week, 47. Uh, And then also another career high, Markel Fultz. Hey. Number one overall pick. He can shoot. He can't shoot still. (laughs) But I will say I'm just happy to see him. Uh, We've talked about this in past podcasts before, but I'm just happy to see him. Uh, making another leap, making a, another jump in the NBA. This is good for him, being on a team like Orlando. just Sometimes you just need opportunities to shoot and get yourself into a rhythm because you can actually fix your shot. I believe that. Yeah. And the more opportunities he gets, the more he can craft it and become that player we all thought he could be coming out of college. So props to him. Yeah, I'm finally glad. I'm glad to see him kind of, fitting into that mold that we knew he could be capable of when he came out of college. And so the fact that he's out here posting career highs and stuff like that, yeah, dude. The dude's athletic, and he's long, it. good defender. Um, I think he'll be around the NBA for a while. So uh, Markel Fultz dropping 25. Those are the career highs for this week. Uh, Carmelo's game winner against Toronto. Melo is here, and he ain't going nowhere, He's people. not going anywhere. He's getting his opportunity, and he's taking care of business. He uh, got the win in Toronto. He also had a great game. He was shot efficiently, had like 27 points. This was in Toronto, mind you, and uh, got the game winner off. Of, he almost pulled up for the three-pointer at the top of the key, faked it, drove in, a little mid-range jumper at the free throw line, and put the Raptors to sleep. So that's... Uh, it was cool to see that from him, almost like vintage Mello there. But it brings up a good uh, question, Wayne, about just maybe not question, but more consideration of what we're looking at in the West because Portland is kind of at the bottom of the barrel with those teams fighting for that eighth spot, mm-hmm. and so are like seven other teams. So I'm going to list off what's currently constructed from 8 to 15. I'll go ahead and throw the Warriors in there. I don't think they're going <laughs> to... I'll just throw them in there. Okay. 
So sitting in the eighth spot is the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey. Which John Morant, man, they have really shocked a lot of people. Even like a guy like Jonas Valanciunas is doing work down low and a good presence for them. So they're sitting at 17 and 22. Then we have the Spurs. So the Spurs and the Grizzlies faced each other last night. That was a big game because the Grizzlies basically knocked the Spurs out of the eighth spot and got that eighth spot back. So the Spurs are at 16 and 21. Portland, 16 and 23. Minnesota, 15 22. Phoenix, 15 23. Sacramento, 15 24. New Orleans, 14 25. It's real close. These, they're all like right there. They're like a game or two apart from each other. Literally anybody could shake out to land that eighth spot. So my question to you, out of Memphis, San Antonio, Portland, Minnesota, Phoenix, Sacramento, New Orleans, which of those do you trust to land the eighth spot in the West? Ooh. I don't know. Because I want to say... I think your I'm, prediction... Well, you know, way earlier podcast when we were predicting the season, I think you had – no, you had Portland higher than that. Yeah, I had Portland at like five or six. I can't remember who four, you five had. five or six, something like that. You might have had Minnesota at eight? I think I might have – I know had, I had Phoenix in there somewhere. I had Phoenix coming in at eight. You know but what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to see. I think I'm going to pull it up. Pull it up. For you real quick. Hold up. Uh, give me unos uh, – no, not uno. Un segundo. Actually, I might have had San Antonio at eight. I think you did have San Antonio. And I had eight. Phoenix at seven, which is not going to happen. But All right, here's the West for me. I had, yeah, I had Phoenix at eight, Dallas at seven. Okay, so yeah. So do you still believe Phoenix to end up in the eighth spot? I do. And on the back of Devin Dude, Book. Dude, that game last night. Where he hit them back-to-back back threes. Back-to-back threes. First off, you know what Devin Booker is capable of? Why, on that second three that he hit to to give him the lead, I was like, why would you leave him open on a fast break thinking he's going in the paint? The man's going to pull up, and he's going to hit that three in your mouth. He's known to do it. Yes. The big hope for Phoenix is just that they can keep guys healthy. So Ricky Rubio is known to come in and out due to health. Um, same for Aaron Baines. They need to stay healthy. Also, they're trying to figure out how to integrate DeAndre Ayton back into the offense and he's kind of trying to make his way right now and he he just hasn't found his touch so your hope for them is that you can find a place for Ayton to actually fit into the offense and then keeping your guys healthy uh, around the roster but yeah I, I think Phoenix could end up there for me though I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say San Antonio ends up in the eighth spot still okay which all, is still a possibility. All of those other teams, all almost all of them, maybe except for Portland, is just a plethora of youth on their roster. And I'm just going to take veteranship over youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just trust that in San Antonio right now a little bit more than Portland, um, unless Portland can make a move for a Kevin Love or, or somebody like that. That but could I, get them over the hump. And San Antonio, despite the loss last night, they've won like four of their past five or something like that. Like they've they've found their groove and DeRozan is starting to find his groove too. So yeah, so that's that's how I think the bottom of the West is gonna shake out. I mean, you got OKC sitting at seven and they got some good separation from the eighth spot, um, unless they decide to implode everything, which I don't think they're gonna do. 
Um, I think they're going to let this season roll out. But I see, I guess you see um, the eighth spot going to Phoenix, and I see it going to San Antonio. So, cool. Yeah. Spurs just can't tank right, man. They just can't do it. But I don't think they're trying to. I think they're yeah, going to. Oh, they're not. I think they're going to go in full tank mode this summer, and I don't think Pop is going to come back as coach. Because Becky Hammond going to take over, and it's going to be chicken wraps. And isn't, I don't know this to be true, but. I think Pop might be in the last year of his contract. Oh, he could I don't be. know. So if that's know. the case, I really don't think he's coming back. If um, I were him, I wouldn't. I just retire. Yeah, and just go you know, chill. call it a career. You've had an amazing one. Uh, he's one of the greats, man. One of the greats. So, all right. Um, Blake Griffin had knee surgery this week. Um, he has been known as a jumper for most of his career, and it's. And not paying off now because his knees just can't hold up. And uh, Pistons gave up essentially Shy Gilgis Alexander, um, Tobias Harris, a bunch of picks in order to get Blake Griffin to put people in the seats at Little Caesars Arena. And now he's not playing. And the Pistons just look like they're in limbo. They look like the most mediocre team I've ever seen. Wayne, should the Pistons blow it up? Yes. I think it's time to just, you know, I guess start over and see what you can do through through the draft, through free agency, just bringing in guys um, who you can build a team around or just go through the draft and just get as many picks as you can when this draft's coming up and, you know, move yourself up and get somebody who's ready to – who's like NBA ready from college and just ready to just take it over. Because at this point right now, I don't see them really going – Absolutely anywhere, which is tough because they're such a good team. But with this injury to to Blake Griffin, I don't see the, I don't see anything happening over they're there. They're also not in the modern, I guess, modern sense of the NBA. Yeah, they're like still with like Drummond the, and Griffin being just kind of like low post players. I know Griffin's kind of extended his game a little bit, but um, is anybody taking any flyers on Drummond as? Pulling a trade for him, I, I heard the Hawks might be interested in actually doing that. Yeah, I read some. I, I, Woj posted that this it? week that they were in talks. Also, the Knicks. I don't know why the Knicks would want to do that because the Knicks are idiots. Let me. Yeah, <laughs> the Knicks are dumb. They're okay. stupid. <laughs> but um, Drummond is eligible to pull out of his contract this summer and get an even bigger contract, which he's going to do. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to do it with the Pistons. So if you're the Pistons, is anybody, or, or I guess, are you willing to exchange anything for Drummond, or do you want him to be a part of your future? I would, I would say no. And if I'm, if I'm the Pistons, I would blow everything up, including like coaching staff, all that, because we need some fresh minds in there, some modern minds in there who can take this team to new heights. Because the way they're playing basketball right now probably ain't going to get them a championship within the next 10 years. So I think they should just start fresh with almost everybody and yeah. say we need like a younger coach. We need, you know, people who can expand the who can expand the floor, push people out to the three because nobody's going to respect Drummond on the three. He don't sit out there anyway. And if he does, let him shoot because it ain't going in. It's air ball is going off the backboard like it, it, it's not going in. So You have players on their roster where you can get second-round picks and first-round picks from. Yeah. You have a Langston Galloway, who I'm sure a contending team would love to have just as a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have a guy like uh, Derrick Rose, who I'm sure 
any contender would love to have coming off their, oh my their bench. Like, yes. Think, think about that. You have people around this team where you, if you decide to, you can get decent return back and just, even for the sake of your fans, just to show them, like, look, we missed the mark and we're trying again. Like, mm-hmm. I would respect that more than trying to take it take it on with this currently construct, constructed roster. I don't think they're going anywhere with what they have um, right now. And they even uh, talked with the owner recently. And he said, you know, we've we've been losing recently and we've had some injuries, but that's no excuse because other teams have had injuries, which I like that he said that. Um, basically saying, we have no excuse. We should we should be winning if, if we're really going to do it. And But he even said, in a couple weeks here, we're going to sit down and talk about everything, which in my opinion, if the owner's coming out and saying that, he's basically saying, we're ready to blow this up and we're going to do it uh, full on soon. So the trade deadline is coming up soon. I think we're going to see a lot of movement with the with the Cavs and with the Pistons. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. So um get as many picks as you can. Yeah, load and it just up. Prepare. Yeah, prepare. All right. Jimmy versus TJ Warren. Jimmy Man. Butler versus TJ Warren. Man. You want to roll this out for the people? Yo, so I don't know if you guys were watching, but Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren had <laughs> the one of the best altercations of the season, not including the whole what was it, Joel Embiid and uh, a cat. Uh, yeah, that one. It this made was, it made my weeknight not feel like a weeknight. Yeah, this this one this one made me made me feel good. I like this one mainly because I love Jimmy Butler. The dude is not here for the slander at all. You he, come, he's an '80s player. Yes, as he played back then, I say he could be one of the like one of the most grittiest, like in your face. Don't matter who you are, I'm gonna guard you as tough as anybody. And I love it, and I'm here for it because in this modern-day NBA, it's kind of like people are getting soft and sensitive. And Jimmy Butler's like, I don't care. If you're in front of me, I'm getting a bucket on you. It doesn't matter. I mean, T.J. Warren wasn't really backing down either. No, T.J. Warren was not backing to, down. To kind of set it up for you, if you haven't seen the game, basically, um, T.J. Warren was guarding Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler kind of blew by T.J. Warren, and in order to not let him get a bucket, T.J. Warren put his shoulders, or I'm sorry, put his hands on top of Jimmy Butler's shoulder to prevent that. I mean, that's yeah, kind of common. I mean, you see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler didn't like that, so they got into each other's uh, yeah, face, and he was there. Th- it was already happening. So they go to to look at the play, and they come back, and uh, the next play where they where, where the game starts again. T.J. Warren is guarding Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler basically, he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He just decided, I'm going to put a shoulder into this guy. I don't care if I get an offensive foul, just to let him know I'm I'm here, and I'm not here to to play cute. I'm here to, yeah. to bully you. And got he got an offensive foul. T.J. Warren was like, you got an offensive foul. We're bringing it back our way. I'm celebrating this. He starts clapping mm-hmm. right behind Jimmy Butler as he's walking back. The refs team up, kick um, – they kick – T.J. Warren out of the game because technically that would have been his second flagrant based off that first altercation they got into. And Jimmy Butler starts blowing kisses Mm -hmm. to T.J. Warren basically saying goodbye and T.J. Warren flips the bird back to him. They're calling each other soft. I can't read lips super well, but I know it wasn't pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fun. And Wayne, let's let's kind of listen to, to Jimmy Butler's post-game interview right now. What sort of made it so chippy all of a sudden out of just like the one foul? Uh, I mean, to me, I think it's tough for him because 
I can guard him and he can't guard me. Like, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Um, but like I said, um, I think you just got to watch your mouth in certain situations. There's some that you just don't say as a man. And, um, I mean, he, he got he to see me the next time because I, I feel like what he said was, was truly disrespectful. And it's all good because um, we see him again. I'm, I ain't scared of nobody. So, you know, he talking about, oh, we're going to fight, this, that, this, that. It is what it is to me. And then what did you notice the middle finger from him and was the blowing of the kiss? He's not he's not even in my league, like nowhere near me. Um, and if, if I was their coach, I would I would never put him on me ever again. He's, he's like, no, put somebody else on me because I'm I'm a Taz every time. We play. So he's trash. Sort of oh, man. I love Jimmy Butler, dude. I love him. Jimmy Butler went on. I think it was Instagram or Twitter the next day. He tagged TJ Warren. I, I think Jimmy Butler actually got fined for this, which I thought was kind of stupid. But he got uh, he got on Twitter, and he said, at TJ Warren, don't be mad. You can't guard me. We will see what you about in March. And took a picture of the schedule and circled the game yeah. that's against the Pacers. So Jimmy Butler wants all the smoke. Jimmy Butler is the smoke, man. He is the smoke. <laughs> I, but I will say this. I'm glad, I, and Jimmy's getting a lot of praise for this. I'm glad TJ didn't back down either because nobody, I mean, people know about TJ Warren, but nobody knew him like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he's kind of coming out and sticking up for his team and saying like, hey, if you're going to be about it, I'm going to be about it too. So we y'all need, need a, more of this. Y'all need to circle this game on your calendar, March 20th against yes. the Pacers. Back in Indiana, it's going to be a show, uh, and, it, and it certainly was this week. With this. What's crazy is when, when Butler says, if I was a coach, I wouldn't put him on me because it's going to be a bucket. Like, I believe him. Like, some players, they say that, and I'm like, eh, you, you might struggle. With Jimmy Butler, I, I believe if you put T.J. Warren on him, he just might, like, get a height. Like, he, his 2K rating might go up to, like, a 99 or 100, and he just might go off. All words will be tested on March 20th. I'm ready, dude. I'm here for it. I'm well, circling that. We got to do an emergency pod for that one. We need to. An end game. As it's in, going as on. As it's going on, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so dope. Um, Bobby Portis this week was an idiot. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> Bobby Portis, um, both of these plays, oh. I'm referring to a game against the Lakers and a game against the Jazz. He's running in transition to... And I guess stop uh, an easy layup from happening. And on Caldwell Pope, he goes up to smack the ball out of his hands, but really smacked his head. Got a flagrant for it. Headband came off. I think it was a flagrant two. Got kicked out of the game. And then, so he goes on Twitter that night, says, truly apologize to at Caldwell Caldwell Pope on this play. My intent was not to hurt him, was just trying to make a play on the ball. I come to compete every day, and I only know one way to play, and that's to give 100%. I'm glad he's okay. Literally, the next game <laughs> does it to the Jazz, and I forget which player, but it's the exact same play. Yes. And he gets fined. He got fined for the previous game, and I, I, I'm not sure if he got fined for this game. But Bobby Portis, I feel like, gets the um, Idiot of the Week award. I'm sorry. I don't like to uh, always hand out those words but dude you deserve it this week yeah I'm you, sorry. you got that one this week bro just admit it like i know you you come to compete but you don't know how to play defense yeah if you're doing <laughs> this whether intentionally if it's non-intentionally 
just stop playing defense because you're just gonna hurt more people. Yeah, and we want to see players play. He's out. He's out here handing free concussions out to everybody. This ain't even the NFL. This is the NBA. Another transaction that happened this week was off of the court, and it was K. Perk, Kendrick Perkins, who does not play in the NBA anymore, and Kevin Durant, who is currently injured. Let me tell you how this uh, played out. Basically, Russ made his return to OKC, Yee. and Kendrick Perkins, who now works for ESPN, decided to make a hot take and say, I'm about to go on ESPN. I'm going to give my uh, prediction on who I believe to be Mr. Thunder. Uh, you know, and I guess he was referring to is it is it Katie is it Russ? Mm-hmm. And it, he thought it was Russ, when in fact it should be James Harden. Just kidding, no. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not in that last game, only scoring e- seventeen points. But I digress. Um, just a few transactions that that happened in this game, or uh, sorry, this was all on Twitter. So Katie chimes in, but Kendrick Perkins says Katie lost, and this is when Katie wasn't even a part of the conversation. He uh, Kendrick Perkins was talking to another reporter. He said, Katie lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. So what that mean? Kevin Durant chimes in. Yeah, and our starting center at Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during that series. He <laughs> played hard, though, champ. And he replies and he says, he says, yeah, you're right. You're right about the, uh, the facts and, and about the Champ part two, and Kevin Durant sends back a little shaking hands emoji. You think it's over? Psych. But Kendrick says, no, I'm not finished. Which I'm like, these dudes are friends. I know they're friends. Like, Kevin Durant has called Kendrick Perkins one of his favorite teammates in the past. Yeah. Kendrick says, no, I'm not done. And I quote, boy, stop. You did the (laughs) weakest move in NBA history up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season? Heart of a champion right there. Kevin Durant. Week is starting at center, playing real minutes with no production. Should have worked on your skills as much as I did. Wayne, your man. thoughts? <laughs> oh, man. First of all, I'm not in, in any way an advocate for Kevin Durant, nor am I a hater for Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is an okay dude. All right? Whatever he wants to do to get his rings and get his money, that's on him. Okay, because he's the one that has to live with it. I ain't got to live with that. I can move on with my life. I ain't playing in the NBA. I'm chilling, working at a, as a teacher. Like, I don't, I ain't got to worry about all that. He has to live with that. And so when people keep coming at him with the whole, you joined a 73-9 and team, it actually kind of made them worse. If you look at it, not worse, they still won a championship. But, like, their record wasn't as good when he joined and and all that stuff. And I'm like... I just think people are mad and can, will continue to be mad at Kevin Durant because he's he's looking out for himself. He's not looking out for, you know, the guy next to me, which in some cases is okay. Like, I think it's okay here. It's like, yeah, he left Russ, but they were going nowhere. After that three and the whole, they blew that three and one lead. Like, that's a shot to your psyche. Like, that is a whole, like, you had a three and one lead on one of the greatest teams to ever be assembled, and you blew it. Like that messes with your head more than it does whatever you just did. Like, that's going. That's you got to live with that. And so for him, I was like, he's living with that. He's like, well, the best way for me to, I guess, combat that, is to go and join them because obviously they did something right to come back from three and one and beat us. And I remember watching that series. It was dope. I loved it. But 
I don't, I don't, I'm not ever mad at K, at KD for doing whatever he wants to do. Like it's his life, it's his money, it's his. And people legacy. need to stop looking at him like they look at him and go, "Well, he shouldn't be reaching out to fans and uh, starting a bunch of stuff over social media." People need to stop looking at him like he's gonna be like the the consummate professional that yeah you know players quote unquote should be. He is what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. He's gonna talk back on Twitter and. And he's going to be okay with that. And yeah. everybody else is going to talk about it still. Because he's going to get on the court. And, and he's going to be amazing. And 10 on your head. He's going to be amazing. Say. Yeah. No matter so, what team he plays for. Yeah. This was more comedic than anything. And I don't I don't even know. Maybe Kendrick and Katie are behind the scenes texting each other going, I bet the people are getting a kick out of this. Don't, yeah. don't you think? <laughs> yeah. You know, because Kendrick's trying to make his way as a media reporter on ESPN. And, you know, Katie can keep his name in the news cycle with this. So, um, yeah, that that was more newsworthy than Russ's actual return. So congrats yeah. to those two guys for, for taking over. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, the but the actual game was, you know, Rockets got blew out. Um, I'm not going to go into to that much. <laughs> Russ had a great game, but nobody else did. <laughs> However, I do want to just comment on OKC real quick. OKC currently is sitting at number seven in the West at 22 and 16. Everybody thought they would be a, maybe a decent team at the beginning of the season. It was obviously really weird the way they were constructed, but they are, I feel like, exceeding expectations just a bit. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul has been amazing. Honestly, looks like an all-star. The numbers might not show, but the impact shows. Yeah. Um, He's a part of a young, younger core. It's a mix of veterans and, and young players. But he's really taking Shy Gilgis under his wing. And Shy is becoming a star in this league, man. Like he look and there's only a few players who, when you watch them play, you go, they're playing at their own pace. Some yeah. players that I can think about that are like LeBron, Luca, James Harden. And I look at Shy and I go, He's playing at his pace, like he's doing his thing, and and Chris Paul's a huge part of that. And um, any team that faces OKC right now in the playoffs, which right if it was today, they'd be facing Denver. I could see them actually beating one of one or any of these West teams, honestly, because wow. Chris Paul's a competitor, and if he can stay healthy. And if they don't blow things up, which there's talk about them maybe trading Chris Paul still and maybe trading Danilo Gallinari, if they don't blow it up, they could actually pull off some sort of first or second round upset. Um, so I just wanted to make mention of them. They they look great. They're pulling out like a a three three guard lineup, three point guards. They're playing. Dennis Schroeder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul and Shy all at the same time, and somehow it's working because they just run pick and roll all game, yeah. all game, and it's tearing apart defenses. And Schroeder's no no slouch either. Yeah, I mean he could get traded too, but right now what they're doing is uh, I, you have to give credit to Sam Presti, who's the owner of uh, of the Thunder, and just what he's done, how he hasn't been like trigger happy, as in I'm gonna trade away everything and do what I can. He's just taking his time it almost reminds me of the clippers last year when they traded away tobias who was their best player Mm -hmm. and everybody questioned it and they ended up getting Kawhi and paul george in the summer and like they 
I could see OKC doing something similar to that while still being competitive, just like the Clippers were with the Warriors in the first round last year, and they took them to six games. Um, I could see the same thing happening for a team like OKC. So do you have any comments on on them? No, nah, man. Nah, I'm good. I think we covered just about everything. Cool. Lastly, this is just a quick one. We just thought it was funny. Um, the Warriors and the Bucks faced each other this week, and after the game, Giannis and Steph were talking to each other on the court, and obviously Steph <laughs> is injured right now. But uh, Twitter was having a discussion like they always do about, like, what are the players saying? They always cover up their shirts. You know, they you know, put their jersey over their mouth to do this, do that. Everybody's wondering, what is, what is Steph and Giannis talking about? Because Giannis this summer has the opportunity to sign a Supermax to return to the Bucks for you know five years for a lot of money. He could decline that. And if he declines that, the next summer he's going somewhere else, which means the Bucks this summer would say, we're getting rid of it now. We're, if you're not going to commit to us, we're, we're shipping you off somewhere now. Yep. Kind of like an Anthony Davis situation. He could have signed a Supermax with the Pelicans. He wanted to move on, even if it meant less money. So anyways, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports texted Steph either that day or that night and said, hey, the people want to know, do you just want to clear things up for the people? And <laughs> apparently Steph was talking to Giannis <laughs> about joining him on some sort of video game. PUBG. PUBG. I don't yeah. know what that is. Maybe you do. I have no idea. And that's okay. About basically <laughs> saying, you know what? And I quote, we could team up. This could be really dangerous. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Steph, I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're doing. He don't want to get fined. <laughs> he don't want to get fined. Listen, even if he was legitimately talking to Giannis about joining a video game and that we could be really dangerous together, dude, you basically just told him, come join the Warriors. We could be really dangerous. And your own, your own sort of kind of subliminal subtweet way. Yeah. So, Steph, I hate you still <laughs> for trying to destroy the NBA. But, Wayne, me and you were talking about it. If Giannis joined, a starting lineup would be, if they didn't trade away D'Angelo, Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Giannis. Giannis could be your center. Draymond power forward. Maybe shooting guard or small forward for D'Angelo. Shooting guard for Clay Thompson and Steph at your point. Ridiculous. They would be back in the mix. And if they do that, I'm putting in my resignation as an NBA fan. <laughs> you know what? You're putting in your resignation. I'm putting in that I get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> I want a raise, and I want uh, part ownership of the Warriors <laughs> from now until the foreseeable future. <laughs> do you see Giannis staying with the Bucks? Will he sign his Supermax this summer? I want to say yes because they got so close. He seems loyal too. Yeah, had it not been for had not been for Kawhi Leonard, I feel like they would have been in there. And so I think he's. I want to say yes. And right now they're doing fantastic. And so part of me wants to say yes, but then part of me just wants to see what could happen if Giannis joins the Warriors and just see that entire situation. Like. People were so glad that the Warriors suck, and oh my goodness, it's finally the time the Warriors kind of like took a back seat, and you see what it feels like to be at the bottom of the West, and they're like, oh, you thought it was going to be at the bottom for long? Welcome oh. back. 
oh, we pulling Giannis. Like, we got him over here. And we got stuff back, Clay back, Draymond Green still here. Like, we chilling. And we still got the free The free agents this summer are not that exciting as they were this past summer. If Giannis declines his Supermax, this summer is going to be real, real interesting. Yeah. Emergency podcast. Yes. It's happening. Emergency pod in full effect. That is the... Uh, that that's what happened around the league this week. Um, thank you guys for bearing with us as we took a little break there. Um, we're going to be back to consistently updating you on the things happening around the NBA every week. If you want updates on what's going on uh, with us, we are pretty much on Twitter. Uh, that on is Twitter. That, that is where you can find us um, at three n d underscore pod at three n d underscore pod is where you can find us um but just remember Giannis is not just playing a video game <laughs> he is also plotting to destroy the, the whole M- planet yeah. he is thanos oh yo Giannis thanos oh man Giannis thanos isn't that, that his brother's name Th- thanos 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 it makes sense oh my goodness he joins the warriors it's happening and he gets the gauntlet with all the with all the he's, infinity stones, he's one of the infinity stones. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Steve the Kerr, other four, Steve Kerr has a gauntlet. Oh my goodness! He's just missing that that one stone. He's missing that soul stone. He needs it. The Avengers is not over. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, people. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. <laughs>